Welcome, everyone. This is Patriot Fat Fighter Ken, and you are tuned into my podcast. And today, guys, I am really, really, really excited for today's episode. We're going to be taking a break from the the series that I've kind of been running, uh, which has pretty much been on mindset, and we did a couple episodes around the holidays and all of that good stuff. And I am actually going to take a break from that series and we are going to cover a really important topic here. So today's title of the episode is the real truth behind the obesity epidemic. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, it's probably not what you're thinking. Okay. Now, before I get into today's episode, because of the content that I will be discussing in this con- uh, this episode, I, I want to preface it, and it's also slightly, it's a little bit of a disclaimer too. So this episode is going to be unplugged and unfiltered, if you will. In this episode, I'm going to be way more blunt and straightforward than I normally am. I will be sharing things in this episode that may make you squirm. Some things may ruffle your feathers a little bit, if you will, and may make you a little bit uncomfortable about what you're hearing. And it also may make you question your entire belief system around the health industry, the kind of foods that are being advertised in front of our face each day, and the actual goal of the industry. What I encourage you to do is to do your own digging and research and come to your own conclusion, guys. It's very important for you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions. I will be providing links to the articles and places that you can go for further research for yourself. And I encourage you to take the time to go past all the mainstream health blog sites that'll come up in your searches and all this other stuff, all the regulated info. I encourage you to go past all that and look out there at the real stuff and do the real serious digging that's required to find the truth. Now, with all that being said, I also want to say my goal here on this podcast is through my deep research My goal is to provide the real stuff and not just the regurgitated information. Here on my podcast, and not just this podcast, but my entire podcast channel here, I want to provide the very best information, uncovering, uncovering nutritional truths to support a healthy lifestyle and healthy weight loss. I am finding so much disinformation and misinformation in the health, wellness, and weight loss information that's out there. And my goal on this podcast and on my podcast channel, and on my goal is to punch through all of that and to find the real stuff, guys. All right. I'm not in this and I'm not doing these podcasts to just regurgitate information. I have a very large, big passion for the things that I say and the things that I do. And I just want you guys to know my goal is to do the real digging and to find the real stuff for you guys out there. All right. 
Okay, so the, the, the next thing here that I want to go over is I want to mention a couple things. So I don't know if some of you guys know it or not. There are some of my listeners that know that I have a, a Telegram channel. If you're not familiar with what Telegram is, the best way I can describe Telegram, it is an app that you can download. You can get it on your computer or you can download it on your phone. Okay. Telegram, the best way I can describe it is it's a simplified version of Twitter, a very simplified version of Twitter. And it's a free platform. What do I mean by free? Basically, people are free to share truths there. They're, they're not censored. It's, it's, a, it's a totally 100% free platform in the aspect of freedom of speech and all of that. So just want to let you know. So I am on Telegram and you can find my channel on Telegram at T, that's T's and Tom, dot me, M-E, forward slash Patriot Fat Fighter Ken. That's all one word, Patriot Fat Fighter Ken. T dot me forward slash at uh, T dot me forward slash Patriot Fat Fighter Ken. All right. And there will be links in the description to download the uh, Telegram app for you so you can find it. Also, one last thing here is I also want to mention I have a website, guys. It's masteryweightloss.com. Go check it out. Yeah, if you're looking for more information on coaching programs or my online course, you can find all of that info information on my website. And you can also find a link on my website to book a free assessment call with me. So if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're on a weight loss journey or you're stuck on your weight loss journey or you want to begin your weight loss journey and you just you need some you need some guidance you need some help book a free assessment call with me guys i would love to get on the phone with you and work with you to help find something that's going to work for you all right so with all that here let's dive in guys so i've got a few main points we're going to go over so the first question i'm going to answer is how did we get here second question why is this such a problem? And why does it continue to be a problem? We're talking about the obesity epidemic. Why are there highly addictive ingredients being put into our foods? Why are we not seeing big companies promote real whole foods and real nutritious foods? Why is there such a big agenda in the direction of processed foods, box foods, sugar-filled foods, fried and breaded foods, etc. My goal on this episode is to do my best to answer all five of those questions thoroughly and the best that I can. I've taken a lot of time to do some very, very, very deep research to provide you the best information for this episode. And with that, let's begin, guys. All right, so how did we get here? Okay, 
the obesity epidemic, people overweight, all of that, it's a huge problem, especially in America today. How did we get here? Number one, one step at a time, plain and simple. <laughs> Number two, one choice at a time. Number three, slow programming from the industry. Number four of how did we get here? Constant advertising in our face. And number five of how we got here, addictive ingredients, literally highly addictive ingredients. Let's move on to our next question. Why is this such a problem? And why does it continue to be a problem? You guys, besides the fact that we must make better choices, reprogram ourselves, and form the right mindset and mindfulness around our food, it's a big problem because the industry continues to place a higher and higher emphasis on food, on foods that are making people obese and foods that are causing major health problems, you guys. I've seen this over and over and over again as I, I, I just watched the progress happen out there right in front of my eyes. People continue to buy into what these companies are selling and tempting us with. It, it just continues to be in our face over and over and over again. It's being put in people's faces. In addition, a lot of the foods that they're consistently advertising in people's faces are full of very addictive ingredients and ingredients that make us want to eat more. Now, before I go on any further here, guys, I don't know about you, but just realizing that alone baffles me. Why are we not seeing more promotion of nutritious foods, of whole foods, of the rainbow, if you will, meaning the rainbow of vegetables and different things like that. Why are we not seeing that? I am going to get further into that, but you guys, this, this information alone, it, it, it just, it completely baffles me. And people continue, I, I watch people just continue to just be willing to purchase these foods, be willing to go to fast food restaurants and, and purchase stuff that they know uh, that they do know in the back of their minds, isn't necessarily a good healthy choice for them, but people continue to do it over and over and over again. It, it is possible that some of that is due to a busy lifestyle, but you know what? I've coached people that have busy lifestyles. All it takes is some small changes, some mindset changes to reprogram and you can absolutely live a healthy lifestyle, lose the weight and gain your weight loss goals with a busy schedule. You can absolutely do that. So I really don't even buy into that as an excuse. I do believe though 
that we have a choice. And I do believe that's, that there is part of the obesity and overweight epidemic that is our fault. And it's the choices we're making and it's what we choose to do. And I'm also going to insert here, instead of asking questions and thinking logically and thinking critically and thinking on our own and doing our own research, we have gotten too comfortable and have learned basically to just accept what we're being told out there in the industry. I find this to be a big problem. I also now want to move on here and talk about our children, okay? Your children, if you have any. Have you ever noticed that in most fast food places and even restaurants, that the kids menu is full of mostly breaded and fried foods or foods that are just not the best choice? There is a very, there, there are very, very few items that are healthy on the kids' menus. I need to ask the question here. You need to ask the question here. Why? Why is that acceptable? Why? And why is it that most kids' menus do not have a decent amount of healthy options. Why? One might say, well, my kids really don't like more healthy choices or it's hard to get them to eat healthier foods. Well, again, my question to that is why? Why are people not placing more importance on teaching their kids good and healthy eating habits? This kind of goes into the place where I was saying in my preface and disclaimer where I might ruffle, ruffle some feathers here, okay? No, I don't have any kids myself, but I am basically saying this from the heart, from what I have observed in other people out there, all right? Question number two in this section here. Question number two, why are parents so easily just letting their kids eat food choices that are not healthy for them. Why? Why is that okay? In addition, the side effects of not watching the foods your kids are eating could also mean, you know, that they're suffering from less concentration in school, ADD behavior, less problem-solving skills, etc., etc. The list goes on as far as the effects of the foods that your kids are eating. The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation spends $100 million fighting childhood obesity in this country. The food industry spends that in four days to promote junk food and processed food and the worst the food is for you, the more advertise and promote they do. That's from a website called bigthink.com. Again, you guys, I need to ask the question, why? Why is it okay? And why have we gotten to a place where we accept that? And we just turned a blind eye because we're too busy or we don't want to deal with teaching our kids. Why? 
Let's move on to the next major question that I want to ask. Why are there highly addictive ingredients being put into our food? Before I dive into this, I've got a couple quotes here. This one's from an article called uh, by, by Silver Doctors. And it's called, Is There a Multi-Billion Dollar Conspiracy to Make Americans Obese? One of the primary reasons why most of us are overweight is due to how our food is made. The American diet is highly processed and it is absolutely packed with obesity causing ingredients such as sugar and high fructose corn syrup, etc. I added in the etc because I, it's much more. And it is well documented that some of the additives that they put into our food are highly addictive and actually make you want to eat more. In fact, it has been reported that some of the additives are about as addictive as opiates, heroin, and okay, and cocaine. The big food co corporate, the big food corporations want us to eat as much as possible because when we eat more of their food, they make more money. Okay, that's from Silver Doctors in their article, Is There a Multi-Billion Dollar Conspiracy to Make Americans Obese? Next quote, again, this is from BigThink.com. It's hard to fight that when government societies are supporting high fructose corn syrup production and trans fats, when you're standing at the fast food restaurant and the government is standing there with you, buying your cheeseburger or french fries and soda, but they're not standing with you at the produce aisle because there's no societies for fruits and vegetables. Again, that's from bigthink.com. You guys, from the research that I have done and the digging that I have done, it's by design that they're doing this. Meaning that the addictive ingredients are placed in foods on purpose to make people eat more of that food and buy more of that food, which then, because of poor eating habits that have been formed and from the obesity causing ingredients, cause people to eventually become overweight and obese. As people then are buying all the kinds of food that make them overweight and obese, where does all that money go, guys? This, I believe, is a very, very, very important question to ask. Where does the money go? And I'm going to encourage you with that statement. Follow the money. Who is making all the money? Follow the money. What is it really about? Okay. When you begin to follow that trail, the money trail, you end up with some very surprising conclusions, you guys. As people become overweight or, or they become obese, it begins to cause, you guys, a whole host of problems. And I've compiled a list here. And what I want to do just for, just for fun, and guys, what I want to do is for fun here, is so you guys seen some of those commercials where they're advertising some kind of medicine, whatever. At the end of the commercial, they speed it up. 
as they go through the long, long, long list of side effects. All right, so let's picture we're there right now. And we're talking about the long side effects of being overweight and obese. Ready? Here we go. The side effects. <clears throat> Diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, heart attacks, cancer, hormonal imbalances, weakened immune system, digestion issues, ulcers, chronic fatigue, high cholesterol, depression, irregular sleep cycles, brain fog, kidney disease, pregnancy problems, sleep apnea, gallbladder disease, body pain and difficulty with physical functioning, mental disorders, marital problems, low self-esteem, back problems, etc., etc., etc. Who stands to make money from all of these health issues I listed above here? Who stands to make the money from all of that? I'm going to give you a second to think about that because I'm not here to necessarily tell you. I'm here to cause you to ask the questions. Who stands to make the money from all of the health issues I listed above? What I don't want you to do is sit there and go, duh, I don't know. <laughs> it might have made you guys laugh, but think about it, you guys. Use your logical thinking. Use your brain. If you sit there and you say, I don't know, to this question, then I would have to conclude that it's because you don't want to know and that you're afraid of the truth. Or you don't want to recognize the truth because that would mean that you have to change your belief system as well as your habits and or lifestyle. I realize that's a blunt statement, you guys, but I am very serious about these things. Let's move on to the next major question here. Why are we not seeing big companies promote real whole foods and real nutritious foods? Why? You guys, this goes right back to follow the money. Who stands to make the money? I think, you guys, it's becoming clear that these big food corporations don't have our health and well-being in mind. Here's another really good question to really ponder and think over. When was the last time that you saw or heard an advertisement about healthy vegetables and getting those whole foods in and the importance of good ingredients? When was the last time you saw an advertisement with someone in the produce aisle talking about good nutrition, talking about, let's say, spinach, talking about the health benefits of spinach, talking about the health benefits of romaine lettuce. I'm just going off my 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 brain here, talking about the health benefits of eating carrots, talking about the benefits of, let's say, radishes. When was the last time you saw that happen? When was the last time you saw a billboard talking about something that was legitimately healthy for you? When was the last time? Why are they not talking about these things? Why not? Again, this goes back to follow the money. Is there more profit for them in promoting foods that they know will cause weight gain and obesity? 
The answer to this would seem to be a resounding yes. <laughs> Again, though, I have to ask the question, why? There is not a lot of profit for the industry to promote whole foods and, nut and good nutrition. Plain and simple. So what do they promote? They promote foods that they know darn well cause obesity. They know darn well cause weight gain. They know darn well cause food addictions, unhealthy food addictions, and addictions to sugar, all of that. It's a big giant hamster wheel, guys. If you've been following me for a while, you know I have said over and over and over, you've got to pay attention to your ingredients. You've got to pay attention to what's in your foods. Okay, because they are filling these foods with tons of ingredients that just cause addictions, that, 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 that cause hormonal imbalances, which then cause false signals going to your brain, telling you you're hungry when you're not, telling you to eat more when you should not eat more. They're just messing with all of the signals that go to your brain that tell you the right things, the wrong things. They're mixing all of that up with these ingredients that they're putting in your foods. Let's move on to the next major question I want to ask. Why is there such a big agenda in the direction of processed foods, box foods, sugar-filled foods, fried and breaded foods, etc.? Why is there such a big agenda? Remember guys, I said follow the money, so let's go deeper. When people are overweight or obese, we already talked about the host of problems that begin to happen as time goes along. The host of health, the, the host of health problems. So what happens next, you guys? When these health issues start to start to rear their little head and 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 they start to pop up and poor eating habits begin to take shape. What happens next? Where do people go as these health problems begin to show their nasty little head? I'm, I'm going to give you a second to think about that for a minute. Where do they go? If you said the doctor, you're correct. Although, before they get to the doctor, they may, they may also try a few more tactics before seeing the doctor. Maybe try one last cleanse. Maybe try one last diet. And you guys know exactly how I feel about diets. It's a wrong mindset altogether. But anyhow, they go to their doctor. And what do you think happens next when they're in the doctor's office and they're talking to the doctor? Sure, I will give you this. The doctor will sometimes say to change their diet, eat this, not that, blah, 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 blah. But the truth of the reality is, is if you think about it, they've already tried that. <laughs> If they're at the doctor's, I am almost willing to guarantee they have tried one diet after another and it hasn't worked. They have tried to change this, they have tried to change that, and it just doesn't work. Okay, so they've already tried that. So what's the next step after that? To solve their health issues that, that are starting to rear their little head. I'm going to give you a moment to think, what happens next? What's next? they they got to have a solution for their health problems. What happens next? Prescription medicine. 
If that's what you said, you get a whole bunch of brownie points because you're thinking correctly. You're thinking logically. Prescription medicines. Again, I'm going to remind you, follow the money. Now, next question. What about all the side effects of the medicine they're taking? You know prescription medicines have a list of side effects to them, which cause more problems down the line. Are you beginning to see how this just compounds? So, again, who's making all the money? Where does all this go? And then it doesn't end there, you guys. It doesn't end there. What about all the testing that has to be done? Where's that money going to pay for the testing? What about maybe eventual surgery? Where's that money going? To the hospitals? To big pharma? To these big companies? Do you see, you guys, how it all connects? And who's making all the money? And who keeps promoting all kinds of foods that make us overweight, that make us obese, that make us unhealthy, that mess with our hormones, our hunger hormones, that, that mess with the messengers, the, the, the little cell messengers that go to a brain that, that send us messages that are supposed to send us messages saying, yeah, no, I'm, I'm full now, don't eat anymore. Or, yeah, I'm hungry when you're not really hungry. And they, they just mix the messages because of some of these ingredients and harmful things that are in some of these foods that they are promoting. Do they really, do they really have our best interests in mind all along? I want to stop here, you guys, real quick. I want to hammer something else home again. A lot of people have gotten too comfortable with the industry. They've gotten so comfortable that they've gotten used to just being told what to do and what to eat. And it's almost become subconscious. It's time to change that completely. Because what we're seeing unfold right in front of our eyes is more of an epidemic and it's and it literally it it continues to get worse you guys the numbers that i'm seeing and the different things that i read out there it is continuing to get worse it's time to change that so what do these big tech main food brands companies and big pharma really care about what do they really care about because through my research, it's not us. <laughs> it is not us. It's only to enrich their pockets. Also through my research, the whole system is one big, gigantic, connected circle. All right, I'm going to read to you a quote here. This is a bit long. It's from a website called rawrealtalk.com. Fast food corporations are not the only corporations that are profiting from America's, uh, Americans being overweight. Healthcare companies, hospitals, private facilities, and pharmacies are all profiting as well 
by America being overweight, a lot of the health issues come from the type of foods Americans eat and how everyday American bodies react to them. In the article, quote, the dangerous effects of being overweight, Cloudery states that, quote, did you know that around 20 to 30% of people suffer from cancer due to being overweight? Did you know that heart disease risk increases with an overweighted body? Obesity and abdominal fat are another two risk factors leading to diabetes as well as heart disease, unquote. Still quoting from realrawtalk.com, keeping Americans fat is a huge profit to organizations and corporations such as hospitals and private facilities. Americans treat these diagnoses by taking medicines that doctors prescribe, provided by pharmacies and health care companies. Some Americans are taking an obscene amount of medicines a day in order to control diabetes and cancer. The fast food corporations and corporations that promote unhealthy foods are getting Americans fat and then Americans are sent to the healthcare companies, hospitals and private facilities and pharmacies to treat, pay and buy their medicine to fix the problem that these very corporations created. It's an assembly line of profit. That is a quote from realrawtalk.com, that entire section. I don't think I need to say more on that because I think they state it pretty darn clear. <sighs> so, you guys, the last part of this podcast episode. So where does this all leave us? Where does it leave us? Here's the hope, you guys. <laughs> we get... We get to embrace the journey of changing the way we think about foods, our eating habits, and transform ourselves one step at a time. Remember, you guys, that it's one step at a time. It's a journey. It's a lifetime marathon. You've heard me say this before. It is not... A diet is not the answer. Even a cleanse is not the answer, you guys. As effective as some cleanses are, okay, sure. That's still not necessarily the answer. It's I, I would consider that more of a band-aid. Yes, cleanses are, you know, some cleanses are good and they can be a great way to detox your body and all that other stuff. But we need to remember we can't latch onto that as the main problem solver. The main problem solver is to stop thinking in the diet mindset and stop thinking in the temporary and start making those lifetime changes so that when you reach your weight loss goal, it now becomes permanent. 
because you have changed into a completely different person. Okay? You're becoming more and more aware of ingredients. You just think differently. You act differently altogether. That's what it's about. I'm going to quote again from Silver Doctors. Is there a multi-billion dollar conspiracy to make Americans obese? Here's the quote. The key is to make healthy choices, a lifestyle, and not just a one-time event. If you, quote, go on a diet or you, quote, do a cleanse, but then you just go back and do the same things that you did before, you are going to end up at the exact same place you started. If we want to be healthy, if we want, if, if we want to be healthy, what we need to do is to design our lives so that we are doing the right things consistently. We need to be physically active. We need to be eating healthy, lots of fruits and vegetables. We need to avoid things that we know will make us fat in the end. It really isn't that complicated. That Again, that quote is from Silver Doctors. Is there a multi-billion dollar conspiracy to make Americans obese? We have been, you guys, we have been in the matrix of this industry for way too long with the foods that we eat. With the foods we eat, with the diets we attempt, and even with the so-called cleanses, etc., etc. Now, you guys, it's time to break out of that entire system and way of thinking and create new habits. It's time to cast that away because the message should be also ringing clear to you that that system out there does not work. Everything about it does not work. It's all designed to make us obese. It's all designed to make us overweight so that they can make the profit. So how do you get out of that matrix? It's by changing the way you think. It's by changing the choices you make. It's by training yourself to think differently. You're no longer going to be told or accept what is healthy and what's not healthy from that industry. And do they, you know what, let, let me address this one real quick too, because I can just hear someone on the other end going, but well, you know, they do promote healthy articles and they do promote this. You guys think about it. Are they, uh, a lot of those, you know what, honestly, a lot of those mainstream articles that you're going to find out there, the mainstream ones. A lot of them are surface at best. And to be honest with you, a lot of them are telling us, sure, some changes we can do, but do we do them? No, because we're programmed with a diet mindset. It's all been programmed in us. That's part of the matrix, you guys. So it's all been one big giant hamster wheel bringing us nowhere. (laughs) We think we're getting somewhere. We think we're moving. Maybe we lose 10 pounds and we think we're moving, but it's just an illusion because guess what? We end up with this, we send it back at the same place with the same problem 
and oftentimes we end up worse. It's time to stop trusting our health and wellness with big companies and mainstream articles and mainstream news events and the government, etc., etc. And it's time, you guys, to take a stand for ourselves for better and healthier living choices. We've got to start thinking for ourselves. Okay? Stop buying into their stuff on what they're selling. Because I I I, I think I've made my case very strong here in, in this podcast episode. What they're doing out there is not for our best interest. And so we got to take matters into our own, own hands. You guys, remember what I've said before in the past. It's all about mindset. It's all about becoming. It's all about changing into that person that's in your end goal. You set a goal to be 40, 50, 60 pounds lighter, whatever that looks like for you. Great job for setting that goal. That's awesome. Great first step. But the second step is actually the main and most important step. And that's now changing into that person. One change at a time, one step at a time, one habit at a time. Because these guys aren't going to do it for you. You've got to get out of that diet mindset. Throw that mindset as far from you as you possibly can. Because that is the most damaging mindset to your weight loss journey that you can ever adopt. Is the diet mindset. Because it's temporary. And I'm here to say you guys with a fiery passion. It is not about temporary if you're going to want to lose that weight and keep it off for good. Throw out that entire way of thinking that's part of the matrix system. Throw it out because it's not doing you any good. Okay? Adopt a mindset that is now of a lifetime marathon where you get to embrace the bumps, the bruises, the highs and the lows, all of it. Because that's all part of the growing process and part of the changing process. You will have points where you fall. You will have points where you grab after that not so healthy item. That's not an excuse to throw in the towel ever. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. That's part of another very toxic mindset called the all or nothing mindset. When you fail, in your journey, that that's the mindset that then sets in and goes, well, I'll just start fresh tomorrow. I'm just going to binge the rest of the day or whatever. I'm just going to say, forget it for today and I'll start tomorrow. Or, well, uh, this week is shot. I'm just going to start again next week. No, no, no. That doesn't get to happen. You're going to fall. You're going to have those times. That's part of the journey. You get to get back up. And you get to finish the day or week off strong. Plain and simple, guys. Okay. Now, here, I also want to adopt, or I also want to address another issue that may be coming to your mind. Well, are you saying that I can no longer have this, or I can no longer have that, and I can't have it ever again? Nope. Not saying that either. Because I think that's also another reason why a lot of people fail in their journeys. Because they're being too restrictive. Okay? Maybe 
the day will come where you don't want that certain item anymore because you've just completely changed and you have different cravings and desires because you've trained your body now and your cells are now sending the right messages. But I'm not going to sit here and say, you can't have any sugar. You've got to cut sugar out of your life. Or you've got to restrict this and da-da-da-da. Yes, there is going to be a little bit of restriction, sure. But moderation, one change at a time, one habit at a time, we get to change. And we get to make that journey. All right. I really hope that this last part, the message of hope here, is giving you the perspective that you need to move forward in your weight loss journey and to be successful with it. I am here to show people how to be successful in their weight loss journey and how to do it for good and for life. I am not here to sell a diet. My program, my coaching program that I have, that's what I'm about, is about the lifetime journey. I am not about the diet. Okay, it's about becoming, it's about embracing that in journey, and it's, again, never about the diet, and it's never about the diet mindset. The answers are in eating more whole foods, way less box foods, way less processed foods. Sure, I'll give you some, that, that, that stuff does taste good, you guys. I'll give you that, but it's designed to taste good like that. And it's designed to make you want to go back for more. Remember that. I know it's creating a little bit of cognitive dissonance in some of you, but you've got to recognize that. Moderation every once in a while, giving yourself permission to let your your hair down a little bit. Sure, if you want to go indulge yourself and 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 have that, there's a time and a place for that absolutely. Again, I'm not saying you can never have that stuff ever again. All right, remember, it's about a journey, you guys. I'm trying to bring all this into perspective for you. Good fats, good protein, good carbs, and finding the right balance that works for you is really important. Making those healthier choices as part of your lifestyle and not temporary, you guys. Uh, The temporary and diet mindset is going to get you and sabotage you every single time and so will the other end so will the all or nothing mindset so with that you guys that concludes my episode for today now i am going to include some links in the description here and maybe as time goes along i'll be adding more in the description more links and more places to go to do some research There are definitely some websites that I have grown over the last few months to rely on and to use as an anchor through my research. And I'm going to do my best to provide those links as well to you. Okay. So once again, you guys, uh, check out my Telegram channel. Check out my website, masteryweightloss.com. And if you're looking to go on that weight loss journey and you need a coach and you need some help, go on my website, find my calendar link on my website, book an ass- a free assessment call with me, you guys. I would love to get on the phone with you and work through that with you. 
All right. So with that, you guys have a great rest of your day or evening, depending on what time of day it is and where you're at. And I will talk to you on the next podcast episode. You guys talk to you soon.